0: Fantasy Edge with Jonathan Chan, Kevin Huo, Richard Seville.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Edge. Uh, one more week to go uh, before the season starts. Hard to believe. But here we are. What kind of season it will be, we just do not know. Um, I'm Richard Seville, fantasy six pack.net, and joining me shortly. Jonathan Chan, and Kevin Ho, also of fantasy6pack.net. Well, today we're going to be looking at uh, ECR, which is the Experts Consensus Rankings, versus the ADP. Now, this ADP is not taken from the Fantasy Pros site. This ADP is actually taken from, uh, Kevin, what's the name of it? football calculator. The fantasy football uh, calculator, and it's more up to date than the ADP that Fantasy Pros provide, apparently. So, um, but uh, again, Jonathan, how are you doing today?
2: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll start off with uh, news that kind of affects you before we get into our. Uh, before I get our, get into our ECR versus ADP, John O. Mohammed Sanu. Uh, he's no longer with the Patriots. He's been cut. Now the uh, apparently, you know, last year they uh, picked him up and gave up a second rounder for him. But uh, Belichick uh, just wants to cut his losses and move on.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not a not a huge surprise uh, for people following the Patriots. The beat writer Mike Rice has uh, predicted uh, yesterday that he would be cut, and reports have been coming out all through camp that. He wasn't looking good, you know. His connection with Cam wasn't great, and at a six point three million dollar cap hit, I guess it just wasn't worth it to kind of keep him around as a as a third kind of you know redundant slot receiver behind Julian Edelman, anyways. So cut the losses. Cam will uh, will deal with, uh, with, uh, with Edelman, Kill Harry, and Jacoby Myers.
1: Kev, any landing spots for Sanu, M- or is this pretty much the end of the road?
0: No, I'm sure he'll he'll get some he'll get another shot somewhere. I think, like Jonathan said, the main problem is just the the money. Um, he's still probably a decent third or fourth receiver. I wouldn't even be surprised to see him back in Atlanta.
1: Right. Well, uh, apparently he has a foot issue, doesn't he? Uh, isn't that yeah, possible? that was
2: his issue last year, which is why he uh, he hurt himself like pretty early into the Pats tenure, and he was struggling a lot after that.
1: And so the upside uh, mostly goes to Jacoby Myers. I noticed that you put out a tweet there, John, that uh, it's uh, it got the. Uh, it's uh, Jacoby Myers' season. Is, uh, do, you really, it is absolutely do you believe not that you
2: cannot be, <laughs> be dropping Jacoby Myers in, in any way, shape, or form? Not yet. <laughs> it's, please do not draft Jacoby Myers on my on my account.
1: All right. So disregard Jono's tweet about uh, Jacoby Myers' season. All right. So, but what about N. Kayla Harry?
2: Uh, I think his his <laughs> workload was pretty set. Anyways, he's like the big body outside guy, like the jump ball guy that Cam Artie has shown he can help fantasy-wise with Kelvin Benjamin. I'd like to say N'Kill Harry is a better talent than Kelvin Benjamin because he can do more than just jump and hope for the best, but we'll see. He didn't show a ton last year uh, in limited time. Uh, granted, he's coming off an injury, so he didn't have a, he didn't have a camp at all, but um, I guess the coaching staff and Cam were comfortable enough that uh, Edelman and Kill were the, uh, as the two main guys.
1: Alright, um, another guy uh, who is... Uh, who is off the off a team, but for different reasons, uh, Tyrell Williams, uh, out for the season. Um, a little bit of confusion with the pecking order in Las Vegas, especially since there was earlier this month or earlier last month in early round August, early August, uh, they were saying that, uh, uh, rugs would be playing in the slot, but apparently is that, is that
0: not so now, Kev? Um, I mean, I think Ruggs is the guy that you you kind of have to move all over the formation just to create matchup problems all over the field. Uh, and we always knew that he wasn't going to play primarily slot because Hunter Renfro is in the slot. Um, I mean, Ruggs is again he's going to see this. Uh, he's going to be on the boundaries where he could use his speed a little bit. Um, the real winner out of this is Brian Edwards, who was moving up some draft boards anyways. Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned him last week. Yep, yeah, I think I did. He's a third round pick, big body wide receiver. Uh, I think it'll be Him Ruggs and and uh, Renfro who make the you know the starting three wide receivers.
1: All right. Uh, you uh, have any stock in Tyrell Williams Jono?
2: I mean I did. I no longer do. <laughs> As a, a last last round receiver that was a dark throw anyways hoping he can be the red zone guy but at this point cut and cut and move on. No harm no foul. Okay.
1: I guess one of the I guess before we get to Leonard Fournette I guess the other the other thing that kind of put a damper on everybody is that uh, it sounded like the Saints were putting Alvin Kamara on the block, and that had everyone just, everyone's hair stood on end, including mine. I was like, oh, where would he go? You know, like, it's like, um, but apparently uh, they're working out a deal. He was back in camp today. Uh, Jono, uh, do you think it'll fall through, or do you think this is, they'll work out a deal? How confident can we be about drafting Alvin Kamara after this bit of a shakeup?
2: Uh I don't think the holdout uh, is going to stop him from playing. Uh Kamara knows what he's worth. I don't think especially now nowadays I don't think holding out for an entire year would help him that much. Uh according to, you know, beat writers and all that in New Orleans, they said uh, he came back talked with Sean Payton. Uh he returned to practice today, so I don't think the holdout or any fear of a holdout is warranted and realistically anywhere Kamara goes, he's going to be, you know, a fantastic fantasy option. So I don't think he's going to hold out. And if he, even if he gets traded, yeah, the offense might not be as good as the Saints wherever he might go. But it's still Alvin Kamara. He's going to get 20 touches a game. And he'll be fantastic either way.
1: We were talking uh, um, just before the podcast about this epidural. Um, what's your sense on that, Jono? It's, uh...
2: Yeah, that worries me more than the holdout. Any trade talk, contract talk, uh uh Theoretic or a supposedly healthy you know athlete in the prime of his career getting a numbing agent into his spinal cord is not uh that's not good that is absolutely not a good sign especially in the back uh back injuries are one of the hardest injuries to deal with throughout an entire season it limits you know everything a running back would need to be successful and the fact that they just nonchalantly threw it out there that uh, he threw a put a numbing agent to his back. Is not that's that would would ha, uh, what would have me dropping him down the board more so than the contract issue.
1: Mm. What about you, Kev? Uh, speaking of, uh, if you can just uh, take it from there, where are we drafting Alvin Kamara now? Just the same, no, no, uh,
0: as you were. Yeah, he's still my wide uh, running back four. Um, I just, I don't really see the Saints moving on from him in Drew Brees' last season. I'd be, when when Brees is really reliant on those kind of short passes to Thomas and Kamara. He's kind of perfect for them. He's in a perfect spot for his usage. Uh, I, like, 10 days before the season starts, I don't think they're going to move.
1: Yeah, I, just, I kind of feel the same way. Because the Saints have to be in win-now mode. Uh, I think they would like to send Drew Brees off with a, I mean, they've had two terrible, heartbreaking, uh, Playoff losses and uh, in two years in a row. So uh, I think they really want to uh, make uh, this this third-time uh, payoff, I hope. And you really need a guy like Alvin Kamara, but as you say, Jono, the epidural thing hmm, makes you wonder about his value there. Uh, Kev, uh, the, speaking of running backs, the big news, of course, all this week was the Jaguars releasing Leonard Fournette. He went unclaimed, and we're waiting now to see if uh, what kind of deal he gets. Uh, do you have a prediction of any team that, uh, that he'll land on?
0: Um, prediction? Uh, I mean, Washington would have been my pick, but it seems like they would have disclaimed him, so it doesn't seem like that's the fit. Uh, I would like to see him with the Bears because I'm not impressed with their running backs right now. I mean, with Montgomery out, it's Tariq Cohen, Ryan Nall, and Cordero Patterson. So the Bears seems to make the most sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jono, uh, Pat's name came up in the... Uh, as they do with uh, with uh, Leonard Fournette, and some might say that uh, this this move off of uh, Mohamed Sanu might be just making room for another an, another running back. Do you believe it?
2: Uh, I mean, I believe that Belichick at some point will do due diligence and talk to Fournette about what kind of contract he wants and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, yes, now there is an open roster spot for uh, for another player. I will say that. It does kind of make sense for the Pats to do something like this. Uh as it stands, the running game is extremely predictable. If James White's in there, you know 95% of the time it's gonna be a pass. If Sony Michelle's in there, you know it's gonna 99% of the time it's gonna be a run or a dropped pass. So it's Fortnite gives them a little bit, of course, the most the more talented back in the backfield. And a little bit less predictability. It would help, provided it's not a you know, you know a new level, six point three million dollar contract. But of course, it won't be because nobody wants to claim his four million waivers, anyways. Mm. Yeah, my uh, the
1: Bucks seem especially interested, and especially um, that they even mentioned it during the uh, during the waiver period, where before he would clear. So um, so Arians seemingly is interested. I don't know how he would fit in there, but. Uh, i'm sure he could uh, yeah, there's a lot of teams he could fit there's uh, like you mentioned washington uh, uh, the eagles maybe uh, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people a lot of eagles fans wanting uh, fournette so i don't know but i don't know why you want him. Uh, apparently i read that uh, he wasn't very locker room friendly with uh the other players really weren't keen on me, not that he wasn't a team player or anything, it was just like his presence wasn't, uh, he, he was an uncomfortable presence of, of some sort, but uh, nothing went further. That's just a rumor, but uh, it came up from uh, from one of the uh, insiders' uh, mentions. Um, but before we leave, uh, we have to talk about the Jaguars themselves, Kev. Um, where are we drafting uh, Armstead and Zigbo?
0: Yeah, uh it's kind of hard to tell. Armstead, I think, probably falls into the running back 30-ish range. Um, I think you've probably got to take him around the same time you're taking a guy like Tevin Coleman, Adrian Peterson, that kind of thing. Just because he's a potential starter, but we don't really know his role. But Zeebo is probably the later round flyer, um, maybe around RB 48, probably right after the main handcuffs go. That's probably where I have those
1: two. And Jono, uh, finally, just to wrap it up. Now, we know that the Jaguars quote-unquote are a run first team, or at least they were. Um, How about Chris Thompson's values and the values of uh, the receivers? Are they still a running team?
2: Uh, I think They'll scheme to be a running team, but you know, halfway through the second quarter, I think they'll be behind big time. They'll be forced to throw anyways, so they might want to run, but I think Chris Thompson is going to get a ton of dump-offs until he gets hurt uh, again. So Chris Thompson is probably the most valuable, uh, will be the most consistently valuable Jaguars running back while he's healthy.
1: And some non-fantasy news. Uh, Kirk Cousins came out and said, uh, "The quote-unquote, if I die, I die when it comes to... Uh, uh, COVID-19, which is, uh, he was asked, uh, he was asked any about his uh, thoughts on it. He thinks um he thinks there's a little bit of uh like a lot of people he probably feels that there's a bit of uh it's over hype and there's a bit of uh, uh you know that it's 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 sort of anxiety and uh, uh so he he kind of plays it down and that kind of got him into a little bit of trouble um i don't really care what a player thinks i mean he still he still said and this is the part that that Cousins was omitted was that he says he still believes that people should, the reason people should have masks is, is for, not for yourself, but it's to, for other people. So I think that's kind of, uh it, it kind of uh, got him out of it a little bit. But I don't know if you care to comment on Kirk Cousins. Do you like Kirk Cousins as a, as a QB or Kev? What do you say about him?
0: I mean Kirk Cousins is what he is. He's probably the the median quarterback number. He's the most average quarterback. That takes that title over Brady all.
1: And uh General, uh the alarmism uh does it uh, is uh do you think that uh, he's not going to get uh he's not going to get a Drew Brees type of treatment is he?
2: Uh I mean he was getting ripped on Twitter. I don't, I don't think he's going to get ripped like nationally like Brees did cuz because- <laughs> uh you know it just wasn't at the top of the list but i mean it wasn't the con, the cut con- the if i died i think was taken a little bit out of context from the full quote so it's not as bad as he makes it seem he said he was gonna wear a mask but he said he cares about the other players and people around him so it's like i get it but at the same time you can't really be saying those things when you're in the public eye like he is so yeah. dumb comment but yeah it's not as bad as people are making it seem
1: it wouldn't be the first time a player said a dumb thing, <laughs> but they do. Uh, okay, let's get into our, uh, our main event, which is ADP versus ACR. Now, like I said at the start, uh, what I did was that I got the expert consensus rankings for, uh, for a number of players that had, uh, a great, dis- uh, had a disparity of, of a half round or so, uh, or more, uh between uh, the where the experts are ranking and where he's being drafted in the public so it's sort of public versus experts and and we're just gonna take a look at some of these players and see how uh, where where we feel about them we'll, we'll do the first three and then we'll spin the wheel because we've got a lot of names on this list we've got about 30 names on this that we'll never get to them all so we'll have to spin the wheel for uh, to see which which name comes up and we'll each take a turn and uh, find out who who uh, well, so we'll start with uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs uh, ranked by the experts at 15. Current ADP is nine, which means uh, the uh, the experts uh, are saying uh, he's getting drafted in the first round at one at the at the 10th spot in the first round. Um, I'll uh, take this first. Uh, you know, I Josh Jacobs is not a warm target for me uh, at all. Um, i'll take him if i have to he's kind of like if he if he falls to me um but i'm 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 with the experts here i, I prefer him uh, a little more into the second round than late first round just just because of the offense and and uh opportunity for scoring i don't think the uh the Vegas, uh, the Vegas Raiders are going to be very um, prolific scoring team. So I always kind of prefer a team that, that has a good offense. And uh, I just don't see that with the Raiders uh, in their first year. Um, uh, John, oh, you first. On yeah. The
2: I mean, uh, I'm, I also kind of shade toward Jacob's uh, ECR rank, as opposed to the fantasy football calculator ADP. I think nine is pushing it for somebody that has a questionable role in the passing game. Uh, Uh, from the adp side from the fan side i think it's uh we know that jacobs is going to get a ton of carries so following volume is never the the worst uh the worst strategy that you can follow um maybe it's a standard you know standard leagues jacobs is one of the more solid running backs because you know he's going to get 20 carries he'll score most of the goal line touchdowns for them on the ground but again if you're in a ppr half ppr league uh he doesn't have quite the ceiling that the guys around him do, like Drake and Eckler and even Nick Chubb to an extent. Yeah. Uh,
1: Kev, uh, do you have anything to add uh, to Josh Jacobs?
0: No, pretty much just what you guys said. Um, running back, or overall, would you say 10, 12? That seems very high for him.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I think we both can agree that that is quite high where people are taking him. Don't know why, but... Uh, sometimes the public is right, though. Uh, Kevin, you can start on uh, Julio Jones with his uh, his ECR is 11, but people aren't as keen. The public isn't aren't as keen as the experts. They're drafting him uh, about a half a round later, so they're drafting uh, um, at uh, at this, about the, the middle of the second round. So, uh, do you think that's a bit late?
0: I mean, yeah, that, that's late for Julio. Julio is my wide receiver too. Uh, I think people are buying into the narrative that he doesn't catch touchdowns a little bit too much. Um, 14 touchdowns over the last two seasons is not terrible, especially if you're getting. An average of 1400, uh, 1450 yards. Um, he's just as consistent of a fantasy player as you can ask for. Um, pretty much 1400 plus yards each of the last six seasons. Uh, he doesn't, he hasn't missed more than two games since his rookie season. And yeah, he's not going to score double digit touchdowns, but at this point, who really cares? You know what you're getting with Julio and he should be going, in my opinion, above a lot of these kind of lesser running backs, definitely above guys like Josh Jacobs and Chubb.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, John, do you like julio
2: yeah i love julio um probably the safest one of the safest if not the safest wide receiver available uh like kevin said you know like last season was his lowest receiving yards since his rookie year and it was just under 1400 yards and he scored six touchdowns uh just con- super consistent and you know you have a floor with him and you won't unless he's hurt or anything like that which he not he isn't very often you're never going to be disappointed with whatever he puts out
1: yeah I, I tend to agree but I, I understand where the public is coming from with him um, he, he seems to be one of the most touchdown starved of the of our uh, you know our wide receivers that we like to draft but in 80 but but in uh, PPR, and by the way, I should mention that uh, these ADP and ECR ranks, we are basing these on half PPR. So uh, Julio Jones, um, for him to be going at, I, th- I think, uh, in the middle of the second round is a bit of a steal, actually. I think it's a steal to get him there. So uh, so if people are drafting, so if he's uh, in your draft and he's still there by the middle of the second round, you I, I think it's a steal. Yeah. Um, Moving right along, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jono. Now quarterbacks. Now his uh, the ECR has him at 25, and uh, but people are drafting a lot higher, like uh, a lot sooner. Is he is he worth it for uh, like? Because uh, he's he's not getting drafted. The experts are drafting him like about six places beyond uh, 2.08, so that would be somewhere early third round, whereas. Uh, the public like him a lot sooner as 19th off the board, which is his
2: number. Uh, <laughs> you always see this kind of disparity between uh, expert ranks and public ADP, right? It's always experts are always the ones touting, you know, let's, uh, I mean, we as a community, it's always, wait, wait on QB. QB's so deep, you know, you can look how much value you get in the 16th round. But then once once draft time comes, somebody takes a QB early and then everything goes to shit, right? So QBs always go early in public leagues, uh, earlier than they're ranked for sure. And this is not really surprising that seeing, you know, uh, I don't know how Kevin's going to feel about this statement, but the best quarterback in the league go 19th is not shocking whatsoever.
0: Right. Uh, Kev, what do you think? Yeah, no arguments for me. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but Lamar Jackson is the best fantasy quarterback in the league. Hmm. Um, the, uh, the only disagreement I have, I mean, they're pretty close, but I think Lamar Jackson's uh, rushing floor floats him over Mahomes here. I'd have I have him as my QB one. Okay,
1: and with that, let's do our uh, first spin, and uh, here goes. And I see the name Devin Singletary in the uh, in the square. Um, Kevin, that was your spin. So uh, tell us what you think of Devin Singletary. His, the, his ECR rank is 63rd, and people are drafting him at 47. That's a difference of 16. 16 yeah, spots. That's so over a round earlier than what the experts say. What do you say?
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a, a, it's a good spin to come up because Devin Singletary is kind of in the news today. There's a report that he and Zach Moss are going to spend or, or are going to split carries 50-50. And that's, you're going to see his, his ECR and his ADP drop a little bit over these next couple weeks. Um, yeah, Singletary is, I mean, I guess he's, he's, he's one of those smaller backs who typically seems to thrive in a smaller role. Uh, he had, I guess maybe why the public might have been higher on him is, you know, he has massive, you know, yards per carry and, you know, theoretically he catches the ball and Zach Moss is a rookie, so it didn't seem like he has that much competition. But he's one of those players who coaches won't necessarily trust with a big role. So I think the experts see that, which and they rank that accordingly, whereas the public doesn't rank him that high. 63 sounds about right to me. He's the guy who I'd want to grab as like an RB3 with upside as opposed to an RB2.
1: Right, and uh, Jono, uh, would you draft him like at uh, like 6 <laughs> – Wow, 16 spots uh, earlier than the experts. That's like over a round. Is is the public reaching here?
2: Yeah, the the public is reaching, but I can only I see why uh, in that area you're looking at you're past all the uh, confirmed you know like number one starter running backs. You're getting into guys like Raheem Mostert, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, like that tier of running backs. So I can see uh, people kind of reaching a little bit for Singletary, who did flash a lot last year. But and maybe overlooking Zach Moss a bit uh, and his usage His Singletary had some interesting usage last year where he had big games and then wouldn't get a ton of volume afterwards. So it's not at 47. It's too high because we don't know how much Zach Moss is actually going to kind of factor in there.
1: The only thing I can add is that I am a Zach Moss. I'm on the Zach Moss uh, hype train. I think uh, Zach Moss uh, could conceivably. I know Zach Moss, North South runner. um, That's okay. I think you could still be. I'd still like the Bills offense. And I still think that uh, Zach Moss could uh, conceivably. um, Because, I mean, the North South runners, they get the, uh, they get those. They get those goal line carries, and that's where I expect you're going to get. That's where the money is, right? So I think. Uh, so I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of high on Zach Moss a little bit more than Devin Singletary. I would not draft Devin Singletary at uh, at this at this uh, in in this range of uh, you know of of where the public is drafting at 47th. I much prefer him at. Uh, at the at the later round so but uh much later than 4.12 that seems a bit that seems a bit early the fourth round the end of the, this is the end of the fourth round that seems a bit that seems quite a bit a little bit early so uh Jono you're up for a spin here we go and the name we've got is Marlon Mack Marlon Mack Hi. Jono
2: talk about divisive uh Where do we... Where's Mac? There he is. All right. So, ECR uh, is 99 and Public is 71, which, again, uh, 28 spots, massive, almost over three rounds difference and again likely because once you get into that area the middle rounds the running backs get very very scarce and the public is looking for any running back they can grab their rb3 a bench running back uh, fantasy pros has him at rb39 so i can see why he gets drafted uh earlier than he's ranked that's just how running backs go um
1: end of the sixth round though
2: yeah Again, but this year's been everybody's taking running backs with their first like four rounds. It's been insane. All the mocks I've done, people are just taking running backs, hoarding them like crazy. And uh, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, if you don't have anybody yet, sometimes you just have to take whoever's left. I'm a, I'm a ziggle, everybody's zagging kind of guy. But yeah, with Mac, I don't know, maybe somewhere in the middle. I don't think he's gonna be that bad, even with Jonathan Taylor there. Uh, we've seen some reports coming out that Taylor's having some trouble. Uh, in the passing game, dropping a lot of passes out of the backfield, and it could open up some some opportunities for Mac. He played well behind a good offensive line, and it's. I don't think in, Indy's just going to throw him to the wayside, considering how well he performed last year. He's a little injury prone, yes, but if he's on the field, I don't think he's going to be as you know as much of an afterthought as people have been saying.
1: End of the sixth round, would you draft him there, Kev?
0: End of the sixth round is probably a little too high for me, but if you're you know if you're Doing zero RB, or if you're trying to find, you know, a sleeper RB, these are the type of backs you want to uh, you want to target. You know, pass catching backs who've had success in the past, and you know, a backfield that's kind of in flux. Like there's a there's a legitimate shot. Jonathan Taylor doesn't necessarily work out as well as everybody wants as a rookie, and in that case, Marlon Mack, we've seen him cross the thousand yards the last two seasons, so he uh-huh. could get it done. But sixth round is a little it's a little bit rich for my blood.
1: His name actually came up in our Slack chat room today. A.J. Uh, Applegarth of the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. He's, uh, he's uh, his Dynasty team. He's very. Uh, he's kind of thin at uh, running back, and he was trying to make a deal for Mac with. Uh, I think with a couple of. He was trying to trade uh, a couple of tight ends, Noah Fant and, and uh, Dallas Goddard. I think he was. Um, what do you think of that trade uh, scenario? Would you? Would you trade uh, Marlon Mack for in Dynasty for for a, a guy like Dallas Goddard, uh, or would you hang on, Jono? Um,
2: I mean, it all depends whether how long you think Zach Ertz is going to be the main guy in Philly, right? If you're if you're going after a guy like Goddard. Uh, he performed well last year as the you know number two tight end, uh, but again, we don't know how what, what his targets and what his you know, workload is going to look like when the Eagles actually have NFL receivers healthy in the lineup again. Um, it all came down to injuries for Philadelphia last year. They're already looking injured this year, but we don't really know uh, what the tight end two is going to look like moving forward and how long Ertz is going to be you know there and healthy and that kind of thing so goddard's a tough guy to predict uh mac on the other hand if he moves to a team that needs a running back he's shown that he can play well so it's a dice roll for for both guys but i always kind of I, I would hedge toward the running back more than the tight end
1: yeah i i like goddard for the simple fact that he um he's playable and not only that he's a handcuffed to earth so as you as you alluded uh my turn for a spin here we go Okay, speaking of tight ends, the name that came up is Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Uh, you know, I am not a Darren Waller uh, truther. There's a lot of Darren Waller truthers out there. I should mention that his uh, the ECR is 59, and I don't agree. I agree with the public on this. Uh, they're drafting him uh, at uh, in the sixth round in the just just after the middle of the sixth round, uh, roundabouts. And, uh, the ECR has him at 59th off the board and the public like him at 67th off the board. I'm more lean towards that. I'm, I'm kind of want to go late for for tight ends uh, I'm not really ke- keen on Darren Waller I just don't think he can repeat I think they want to get uh, uh Rugs the ball I think they want to start using some of these new guys I got Renfro and get him involved get Rugs involved so I think there's this and and as Kevin mentioned earlier Brian Edwards too so I think Darren is kind of the odd man out so I'm 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 not I'm with the public on this I I like uh, I prefer drafting him uh, maybe even a little bit later than what the public says. Maybe closer to the end of the sixth round, if that. If I really wanted a tight end. Uh, Kev, what do you think?
0: Yeah, Waller is a guy that I'm not too high on this year, just because last year he had uh, almost 120 targets, and I see that going down since there's actually some confident pass catchers on the team this year. Um, To be honest, I'm kind of fading the whole tight end five to tight end 12 range none of those guys i don't really like any of those guys at where they're being drafted Mm. so Waller is definitely included in that
1: right and john do you have anything to add to your two cents on darren waller you want him
2: um i mean if he falls but yeah like you guys have said 57 is kind of high uh the public area the public ADP is a little better, to a little closer to what you'd like. Even at the end of last season, uh, he slowed down a lot. The targets went down, uh, or at least his catches went down toward the end of the season. So that's probably more in line of what we're what we're gonna see this season out of uh, out of Waller. Right.
1: And uh, so now it's uh, Kevin's turn for a spin. Go ahead, Kev. Give her a spin there. Oh. I think Kevin's Kevin's busy all of a sudden. It's work. Oh, all right. Most. Uh, but anyways, uh, the name that has come up is oh my goodness, it's Le'Veon Bell. Kev, Le'Veon
0: Bell. That's your baby. How is How is he my baby?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not That's not Hollywood Brown or Gus Edwards. No, I, I know. have
0: fifty people I would consider my baby.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not. He's not the guy that really. That I don't know. It's put it this way. He's He's, his temperature is low as far as my my target all right now it's time to quit that <laughs>
2: very important person I right. run a company. um honestly
1: uh Honestly, on bell kev your take it's 42 the experts have him at 42 off the board the public like him a little bit more by eight spots more the public are drafting him near the end of the third round
0: yeah I'm, I'm not touching him almost he's pretty much on my do not draft list um i have him as rb21 that but that's just nominal because of what touches he's gonna get i, I don't think the jets offense is going to be good i don't think Le'Veon bell is going to be good um frank gore is going to apparently look like the best ba- back in camp so that's confusing uh overall it's just not a good situation for bell um there's not much more to add to that i guess I, uh. he's gonna catch a lot He's gonna get. He's probably gonna get almost 300 targets, but if he's not efficient with them and doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, you're you're definitely just looking at a back end running back too.
1: Uh, like you say too, Kev. Uh, he's my actually. I have an RB 20 and uh what is uh what do the experts have him at rb 21 let's see like see now i'm embarrassed now i feel like i gotta knock him down a couple of pigs because i don't want i want him to be a little bit lower i don't know why he's at number 20 it's probably because i it's probably he was at 21 until i had to move fournette down so that's probably the reason he's at he's at 20 right now so Cause I had him at 21, but, uh, nah, he's, he's, he's definitely off. He's, he's got to fall to me and he's got to fall to me pretty low. John, what about you? Where do you, I mean, the public seemed to like him by near the end of the third, but, uh, I'm, I prefer much later. What do you say?
2: Yeah. Um, maybe toward the beginning of the off season, I was more in the, oh, he can have a bounce back here. You know, another year in the offense, he can kind of figure things out with Gase. Apparently not. Apparently, you know, Frank Gore, like Kevin said, is going to be the guy or is looking like the best back. Uh, He's already held out for a mysterious hamstring injury to which he said his hamstring was totally fine. Uh, there's too much going on in New York for me to trust Le'Veon Bell, and even when he did play last year, he didn't look great. It might be because of the Jets' offensive line, but who knows? Not really trustworthy, and uh, yeah, like you said, he'd have to fall pretty far.
1: Yeah, uh, I even think 42nd off the board is a little bit a little bit on the high side. Um, I, he's, he's definitely a cold target. Um, I guess we're guess we're ready, John. It's your turn to uh, the wheel of fortune. Here we go. Oh, we—oh, we've, well, we've done him. We're gonna have to do another one.
2: <laughs> Come on, big money, baby. Let's go, big money. Well, what do you got?
1: Oh, uh, I'll give you one. Juju Smith-Schuster.
2: Okay, Uh ECR 34, current public ADP according to Fantasy Football Calculator 41. Uh, I'm with the experts on this one. I think Juju had a lot of trouble last year with injuries and, you know, absolute non-quarterbacks playing for the Steelers after Ben Roethlisberger went down. Big Ben is supposedly healthy this year. Uh, Juju gets his QB back. He no longer has the catch passes from Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph and whoever else attempted to play back there is bad. James Conner's healthy, the offense as a whole is going to be much better, and Juju's going to have a uh, a good bounce back here.
1: Mm. Uh, Kev, do you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, everything Jonathan said there is pretty much right. Uh, Judy Smith-Schuster is the most productive youngest wide receiver in history Uh, and I don't think it's a fluke. I don't think it's a product of being the wide receiver to Antonio Brown. Um, He's just a talented dude and I think uh, the Steelers are going to bounce back this season as much as I hate to admit it and Judy is going to be a big part of that.
1: Oh yeah, of course, you're a hated rival, but I I'm a little bit lean toward the uh, public on this one. I'm not as keen um, the public are taking them at... Now, you might think that... Uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards a public four, uh, about middle of the fourth round. I th- I, I'm pretty... I'm pretty comfortable about taking him there. Uh, there's, there's, I just don't feel there's upside. What with the emergence of Deontay Johnson is a bit of a concern. Not that I think Deontay Johnson is going to be overtake Juju. I don't think so. But I think there's, and yeah, there's starting to be, I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, target sharing. So I don't think Juju's going to be hugging all the targets, but um, there's passings to be made. I mean, there's James Washington there. There's starting to, there's a, there's starting to be a little bit of mouths to feed in the, uh, Pittsburgh. So that's the one reason that's a little bit uh, has me a little bit nervous about Juju. Is 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 miles to feed. Because don't forget Ebron's there and having a good camp apparently too. So not that Ben uh, targets tight ends all that often, but um, Pittsburgh is starting to have mouths to feed that they never had before. So- I mean.
2: Pitts, Roethlisberger, he's thrown no problem. Like When he had Antonio Brown, the wide receiver too, like Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver too is always successful. There's always enough targets with him to go around, Uh, especially now that Juju's going to be playing in the slot again. Uh, He struggled on the perimeter last year, but he's going to go back to the slot uh, and he's going to get absolutely peppered with targets. I I don't I disagree about Deontay Johnson. Like he's still just a second year guy. Uh, he didn't do that well last year. Uh, I'm not really sure where the Deontay Johnson hype is coming from. Like he played well, but none of this. He's going to be taking a lot from Juju. Like Juju's a far better player. I don't see where all the where all that hype is coming from.
1: The hype is coming from the fact that he was a rookie in his first year, and uh, he had uh, Duck Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph as his quarterback, and he. Still- still still hauled in 600 that's pretty good he he had pretty good pickings for for rookie quarterbacks so this was out without ben roethlisberger so he did very well for a for a rookie i mean a lot of rookies would would kill for that start of their career so uh and especially with with rookie quarterbacks that remarkable actually Oh yeah, because about how bad the the uh, you know well, we all know uh, what happened to the Pittsburgh offense. So,
0: uh, oh, I'm up. Am I okay? Here we go.
1: Uh, give her a spin and see what we get. Oh, Will Fuller. So I got to talk about Will Fuller. Well, ah. Uh, uh, I got to shift my. It's funny, you know, shifting all of a sudden from Gigi Smith Schuster, somebody like Will Fuller. Will Fuller, I have. There's this issue, and just before I could say, is that the public is a little bit higher on him than I am. They they're drafting him near the uh, near the front of the uh, seventh round. Uh, The experts are like him a bit deeper than that, Um, about half a round later. I when it comes to Will Fuller. there is opportunity there. I don't think he'll be the WR1 in the, in that offense, but with Brandon Cooks there, Kenny Stills, uh, and uh, I don't know about... The, the decline of Kiki Kute is a bit of a disappointment, but I, if Will Fuller stays healthy, I guess he could be a... I tend to lean towards the experts, though. I'm I, I, for some reason I just cannot get on board with him being um, like like a mid-round pick that I that I'm particularly high on. The public are higher on him, but but not me. I, I just think that it's the injury issue that that sort of is sort of holds me back. It's you can easily get stung by Will Fuller, but I mean, there were seasons, yes. Where Keenan Allen, it seemed like he could never stay on the field healthy. But the last couple, last few seasons, he's been great. So Will Fuller could, you know, you know, shed the shed the injury bug. So I don't know. I, I'm still, I still have this injury. I still associate Will Fuller with injury. He's stigmatized that way with me. I don't know how you feel, Jono.
2: Uh, Will Fuller's all about your risk tolerance. If you're willing to take a you know take a gamble that this is the one season he'll stay healthy, like 75 is a steal, right? But uh, experts are ranking him on the expectation that he's going to be hurt for at least eight games or uh, like multiple games and that's what you're betting, right? Uh, if you're an upside team, you take him early. If you don't you then you don't take him at all. But uh, depending on the options left, like in his area, you're looking at uh, who are the re- other receivers in that area? Like Marvin Jones, who's also kind of a boomer bust guy, Brandon cooks, another Houston receiver who get health, uh, whose health is an issue last year with multiple concussions and a down year. Um, uh like jameson Crowder slot like a kind of a mess slot guy christian Kirk who's the number two receiver in a kind of a new offense or new with a new number one receiver so uh, excuse me but again if you think he can stay healthy for 12 games then he could be a big boom but you're hmm. taking that risk
1: uh kev I have him at uh, wr36 which is pretty close to where the experts lie uh how do you feel about will fuller 2020
0: yeah, i've got him- uh, wide receiver 34. Um, to me, it's just as uh, always. It's it's just the upside. Like if he's healthy, he you know he's gonna produce. He has a connection with Deshaun Watson. We've seen it in the past. If he's not healthy, it is what it is. You can cut bait on him. Uh, you know you're drafting him as like a wide receiver three. You'll find another one by the end. What's round. your
1: target temperature on a medium then?
0: Oh, I want Will Fuller. Uh, if I'm if I can get him, you know middle, you know wherever he's being drafted right now. 82, is, I think, would be fantastic for him.
1: Uh, Kev, you're up. You're up. It's your turn to uh, give it a spin here. Oh, here's a guy that's fun to talk about, Kev. Uh, David Johnson, give us your take.
0: All right, David Johnson. Uh, Davis actually just sent me a take. He thinks David Johnson will be an RB15, a top 15 RB this season. So be on the lookout for that. But – um. David Johnson, I mean, he's just such a boring man. He's like in the Le'Veon Bell category, exactly. You know he's going to get 250 touches, but the question is, is he going to be efficient with them? Um, The good thing, though, is that that Texans' offense theoretically should be better than the uh, the Jets' offense. So I'd much rather have David Johnson than Le'Veon Bell, even though they're pretty much the same range.
1: Right. Yes, I I would tend to agree with that. I like he's a far warmer target than uh, Le'Veon Bell in that range definitely cuz he's RB20 uh people are drafting him uh, at th- at beginning of the third round and i'm kind of with the public here um i would draft uh, i would draft him there what about you john are you are you with the experts or with the uh, public
2: um i think public is probably fine i know there's a lot of uh i guess ill will for what happened to him last year so um again uh the ranking from experts is kind of uh, have the has the injury issues baked in or the and the decreased performance and kind of his he didn't look great last year uh after he came back from injury but uh If he's healthy, which he says he is, but you can never really believe the players. uh, Like Kevin said, he's in line for two hundred plus touches. And name the game in fantasy is always follows the volume, right? So, if you think he's going to get that many touches, I think thirty is a perfectly fine place to take him, especially if you're looking for a running back in that area. Yeah.
1: All right, and that's our story on David Johnson, Uh, Jono. It's your spin. All right. And you're gonna get see the name here is oh here we go this should be Kevin first but you're but you're up first to talk about Lamar Jackson the Qb2 people are drafting him not too far different than Patrick Mahomes
2: yeah I mean I don't know how I got both QBs but sure um, it's the same thing as Mahomes like if you're if you want that solid you know plug- and forget QB uh, you don't have to worry about matchups sure take them early if you don't mind waiting on your other positions Uh ECR is 28, uh, public ADP is 22, uh, exactly the same six pick difference as, uh, as Mahomes. So it's just a matter of who you prefer and how you choose to build your team. You know, if you're at the turn and you don't want to wait on a QB, you take your guy. And I can't hate because Lamar or Mahomes, they're going to be, again, super steady, set and forget guys. And if you want to build off a QB, then more power to you. I have no problem doing that. Okay, Homer.
1: You're up. Lamar.
0: Yeah, so, You with um, the
1: public or with the...
0: No, I mean, I think you you, you can pretty much draft him wherever you want at, and he'll be worth where he's being taken. The If the question is just roster composition, are you willing to sacrifice an RB2 or a wide receiver? Probably a wide receiver one or wide receiver two just to pick up a quarterback when you can get a quarterback much later. Um, the debate is, is all up in the air. I think Lamar Jackson is kind of... You can't really think about him as other quarterbacks because he pretty much is a starting running back as well. Um, this is true. Yeah. So it's hard to really, it's hard to discuss his ADP because you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You're getting a super high floor, you're getting a super high ceiling. So wherever you draft them, I think it's probably going to work out for you. Um, I I just saw a tweet I was trying to find it earlier when Jonathan was talking about Lamar but I saw a tweet earlier that the difference between Lamar Jackson who is quarterback one and the quarterback 12 was about 7.8 points per game which is the difference between the wide receiver one and the wide receiver 51. So with that kind of a gap you're at a huge advantage just by rolling out Lamar Jackson over the rest of your league and that's something that really can't be discounted
1: okay that's uh, lamar and uh, i'm up and we've got one more one more spin to do after this round so here's my second to last spin coming up okay uh i believe we've talked about this guy already haven't we talked about uh yeah we talked about it definitely right at the top okay here he is uh Cortland sutton is the guy Uh ah, Cortland sutton yeah here we go uh the denver offense uh drew Locke, and you know actually the guy i, I prefer is not Cortland sutton i'm more i would kind of like to uh um, wait late for the tight end and get Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant is the guy who uh, is I think who Drew Locke is going to most rely on. I'm I'm not really I, I don't know why I cannot. Uh, a lot of people really like Cortland Sutton. They think he's uh, great, but I just don't feel like this offense is is going to uh, to explode and 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 I don't think there's going to be enough for him in the offense to give you. Uh, good weekly, like he's going to have good weeks, don't get me wrong, I think this is where, where it goes, I think you're going to have um, what's happened to Cortland Sutton like for a couple of games, and then all of a sudden, oh good it's looking good for a couple of games, and then it off. It one of those things is like a, a sine wave when it comes to in my field this year, and the public tends to agree with me, the the experts are a lot higher on him than the public by about nine spots. Uh, the public are drafting him right near the beginning of the of the sixth round, whereas the experts are are drafting him more toward the end of the sixth round. So, and I yeah, I tend to be like with I'm kind of with the public on this. I don't know how you feel about this, Jono Cortland Sutton and his uh, and his prospects. Are you dra? Are, is he is he on your Target what? What temperature is he at? As far as target goes for you,
2: uh, I mean, probably a medium-ish. He finished last season as wide receiver seventeen. Uh, experts are ranking him now uh, where wide receiver twenty-four. So it kind of makes sense, just given that the addition of Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who's an established pass catcher. It's, um, there's a lot more talent in Denver now, uh, more competition for targets. And I think drafting him expecting exactly you know for him to finish again wide receiver 17 where he did last year is asking a lot considering how much more talent there is around him and how many miles there are to feed and things like that so you'd have to hope for double-digit touchdowns for him to finish there and i don't know if you can with uh, as you said with noah Fant establishing himself there
1: mm. uh kev where do you how do you feel about courtland Sutton are you uh you like him i mean was- no
0: I'm kind of on the same page as Jonathan. Um, Just the volume is going to go down or stay about the same. I don't see. I'm not in on Drew Locke, so I don't really see this offense taking a step. I think if you're drafting him, that's pretty much what you're going to get. I I don't think there's going to be much of a ceiling for him.
1: Yeah, that's right, and uh, this is why I would I would rather wait a little bit later and draft like Jerry Judy just for just because of upside and you know like. Oh, this guy's—you just never know. The rookie can explode, and he's gotten, uh, you know, high marks, and he was one of the premier draft picks this uh, this year. So and uh, so, I yeah, Jerry Judy. But again, as I say, Noah Fant to me is the guy that uh, will probably be most targeted. Okay, Kev, it's your last, your last, your last spin. Give her a spin there, Kev. And we're going to be talking about DeAndre Swift, Kev. DeAndre
0: Swift. Uh, Swift is a guy that I'm pretty in on, um, just because mostly I don't really trust on Johnson. Um, Swift to me is... I mean, it was a toss-up of who was the best running back going into the draft, him or... Uh, J.K. Dobbins before, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire kind of snuck into the first round. But Swift was taken with the 34th overall pick that basically makes him a first round pick. Um, and first round picks as running backs, you know, outside of Rashad Penny, who I still disagree with the Seattle Seahawks picking, they, they typically tend to play their first year. Uh, I mean, the only thing is right now is Swift is kind of dealing with a little leg injury. But assuming that's going to be okay, then I think he wins that job with the carry-on. And I think he's a do-it-all back. Who I don't think the Lions offense is going to be fantastic, but they're going to be pretty good with Stafford. So I think Swift is not necessarily a league winner. But if he's being drafted as RB26, I think he can certainly finish higher than that.
1: John, what do you think about this? Is it uh carry a uh, Carry on Johnson is he's got to be involved, right?
2: Uh I think he'll get some involvement, but the problem is he was the guy, you know, last year and the year before, and he didn't really show all that much. He was kind of average. Uh yards per carry was never good, the touchdowns weren't that good either. And now coming off a knee injury where he's walking around and trying to play with this massive brace is going to, I don't think he's going to start very well. And if Swift can adjust and kind of acclimate to the NFL quickly, I think he'll he'll probably end up taking that job uh, within the first quarter of the season, I'd say. Maybe first half, uh, but I think eventually he will establish himself as the starter
1: yeah well i don't think it'll i don't think it's going to be a Belkow cow situation at all i think it's i think it's just carry on johnson and uh and and swift i think it's a tandem thing the the detroit just haven't been running that type of offense i think they tried last year and they ended up going to bo scarborough i don't know is this the whole thing it's it's more of a wait and see but I, i'm i'm not i'm not really keen on swift he's I would say he's medium. I mean, if he falls to me, so I'm I'm with the public on this. He's 58 ECR and 65. So the the public, are, the public are drafting him much later than the experts would. So I'm I tend to lean towards the public. Uh, I think it's just about right to near the, uh, the public is near the beginning of the sixth round or middle of the sixth round. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, uh, Jono, your final spin is.
2: Big money, Daddy needs a new Josh Gordon Super Bowl ring. Let's go.
1: <laughs> and uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what uh, John gets. He gets Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, John.
2: Allen Robinson. Well, ECR rank twenty four, uh, public ADP thirty six. I kind of see where the uh, I guess the mock draft public hesitation is coming from. Um, the Bears offense is not good. Uh, their QB situation is not much better. Uh, Nick Foles is like a slight upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. Uh, there's just really Matt Nagy hasn't done a great job, uh, considering where he came from. The Bears offense is no confidence in it. So he's kind of got, got the, that shroud around him where people are scared to touch the offense. Uh, he himself is a great player. Uh, he showed last year that he can still produce despite, you know, a a not a, a less than a less than you know good situation. But uh, he did have a hundred more than 150 targets last year. 154. Uh he managed uh just under uh fifty just under twelve hundred yards. Um but with I don't know, it's tough to say. I think the targets will probably go down a little bit. I think trying to maintain 150 targets is is difficult, especially uh with Anthony Miller kind of coming on at the end of last season. But uh, I know a lot of people like Robinson. He's a good player. So if Foles can kind of keep the ball going in his direction and be a little bit more stable than Trubisky, I think he'll be. Uh, Robinson will be a little bit more efficient um, and maintain that area maybe not 24 maybe somewhere in between these two picks like around 30 ish but i don't really have a problem with with either uh with either rank here 24 for ecr or adp public at 36
1: yeah the public is uh beginning of the fourth round and uh, the experts say beginning of the third round. Uh, you're right. I think it was somewhere in between. But I would have to say, Kev, um, the, the quarterback competition, there's actually a quarterback competition. Foles isn't taking it away, uh, isn't running away with it there.
0: Yeah, that's it's a little interesting. But, um, I mean, Foles isn't necessarily like a runaway. Like he had one great postseason run and a couple good seasons. But he's not – a super cemented starter in the league. So it's not that surprising that they're trying to give Trubisky a chance. I think the thing is that.
1: I would rather, I'd rather him behind center though, giving uh, for delivering the football.
0: For sure, but I think the thing that you we do have to consider is that the Bears move Foles into the starting position now. It makes it extremely tough for them to put Trubisky back in because at that point it's like, okay, we've we've basically just given up on you. And for them to eventually have to bench Foles and go back to Trubisky would be a pretty hard look. So I think they're going to make this seem as close as possible so that. If they do have to make a change, it, it kind of looks a little bit better for them. Um, that being said, Allen Robinson is is pretty much bulletproof. Um, the dude put up 1,000-yard seasons, Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. So whoever comes out of this competition, he's probably just going to do it again.
1: But if the Bears have bad games, that's the only problem I feel with him. So I think that may be why the public is a little bit hesitant on, on Allen Robinson. All right, time for the last pick before we have to have to say goodnight to our listeners. So here we go, my last spin. Here it goes. And okay, it's Devonte Parker. Okay, Devonte Parker. Yeah, you know I never warmed to Devonte Parker. It took him five seasons to finally put something together. Ah, and the public are with me too. There are thirteen uh, over around uh later than the experts the the experts like him in the the fifth round near the end of the fifth round and the public seem to like him near the end of the sixth round and i'm there as well i'm i'm just not a uh parker truther i'm i'm more of a you
2: know um i think Preston- oh you is planning to sign with the with the buccaneers sorry richard that's breaking oh, right now breaking news Buccaneers. Oh, Tom Brady gets everything he wants. Jeez. What an offense. Oh, my God. Somebody somebody, check on Lepresto. Uh-oh. He's, a, he's a Ronald Jones guy. Somebody check on Lepresto.
1: Kayshawn Vaughn shares just drop. I have Kayshawn Vaughn in uh, SFBX. Uh-oh. Not good for me. That's not good for me. I have shares in Kayshawn Vaughn. Well, in, in the SFBX, though.
0: So, Ooh, Schefter beat Rappaport by 17 seconds. Oh, well. Come on, rap. Well no rap says
2: per him and uh Pilicero. they oh, got it first. They all got it at the same time. Doesn't no, matter. No. It says Adam Schefter right here. <laughs> the raps the, the rap tweet says something different. Come on. Breaking news Anyways. right on the
1: podcast. Oh man. Uh well, that's it's quite a hefty you're right, Brady gets over whatever he wants. So the Bucks got him. What's the deal?
2: Uh didn't say. Who cares? One year, whatever. Yeah. It's a one year? It's a one year. A one He's year. there to it's a prove it
1: contract. Good, it's a prove it contract. So it might it might be good because uh Keyshawn Vaughn might be all right after all. But
2: I actually feel super good about uh, about my net shares in Scott Fishbowl now. <laughs> that's well, a lot. I, that's a lot I, of goal line. Well Rojo people aren't happy either,
1: so uh Ronald Jones uh, in fact, Ronald Jones is on our board here, and the public says, and I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to go off the board here. Actually, I'm going to go off the board from talking about Devontae Parker. We'll talk about Ronald Jones since we have this news here. So I'm going to go off the, uh, off the board, and uh, we'll talk about Ronald Jones now. Uh, 65 by the experts and 59 by the public. I think the public starts to agree with the experts quite soon now. Uh, Kev? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean... With Burnett coming in, everyone stopped, drops. I mean, Burnett, it, what was he before? Before he was getting, before he got cut, he was probably running back 13, 14. He's going to oh. drop. Rojo, running back 28, he's going to drop. Kishon Vaughn, I don't even know where he was, but he's going to drop. Um, I don't think you can count Vaughn anywhere now. I think yeah. Vaughn is off the board. LaShawn Coy, he's going to drop. Dare Wumabala, he's going to drop. Like everyone just drops because it's now like a two to three headed back. It's one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad for Keshawn Vaughn. He's, he's, He's hanging on the radar, that's it. And that's a shame. And, uh, well, I don't know about uh, Adara Ogunbowale, because he's kind of a pass-catching back, isn't he? Right?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, so is Fournette.
1: Uh, Caught 80. Did he? 80?
2: Yeah. 80 passes, 500 yards last year. Caught a lot. Troubles. Troubles for Rojo
1: people. I feel bad for them more, because, um, granted, you don't spend a lot on Keishon Vaughn, but you spent a lot of capital on... Ronald Jones, and it takes him off the board. Where do you think? Uh, where do you think we'll rank? Um, Fournette. Now I had him at 14, like you, Kev. Where do we? Where do we start him off, at? Uh I think he I start him off at my running
0: back. Let's see,
1: probably start him off somewhere. I'll probably put him ahead of Bell. Probably, I'll probably put him at RB 19. He will be my running back 21. All right, So in the ballpark. In the ballpark is. Me yeah i'm putting him in rb19 just uh just ahead of bell but behind Jones.
0: exactly right in between those two yep
1: that's where he goes what about you what about you uh jono if you were doing the rankings you should be you know
2: yeah i should probably i'll do that for next season no no problem um yeah i mean i would probably put him ahead of melvin gordon or in the same range as melvin gordon because they're kind of the same situation except gordon has a better running back to compete for touches with uh, philip Lindsay, i think is a better running back than ronald jones so competition wise i'd probably just put him there because they're both you know proven proven running backs but Gordon's got better competition, so I might even put him ahead of Melvin Gordon. But that's just me, because Fournette's now a Tom Brady guy, so I have to be—I have to be on his side. Mm.
1: Well, folks, with that uh, great news, uh, and Kev, just one more thing before we go: um, Ronald Jones. Uh, where do we drop him? How far do we drop Ronald Jones? He's R- my RB 24. I'm gonna probably drop him down to Zach Moss territory, maybe, maybe a little higher than that. Yeah, maybe around Latavius Murray. I'll put him behind Zach Moss for now. Where do you have Moss? Uh, RB35, I'm gonna put Jones at RB36. I had him at 24, so I'm gonna drop you him think? down about 12. Wow. Uh,
0: I will put Jones at 43, right behind Devin All right,
1: Oh, you have him at 43 too? Huh. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm putting Jones at 36 for now. I won't, I won't throw him, uh, throw him, but uh, Vaughn. case I'm fine, that's, that's a story for another day. Well, that's the Fantasy Edge. Our last preseason podcast is next week. Uh, Jono will have uh, some sort of ideas for us to talk about. I'm sure as Jono will hold the show next week. Unless Kevin, why? Kevin, you should take a turn in one of these one of these days. And yeah,
0: I'm just here to
1: talk. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sure Jono will have something cooked up. Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see everyone, all of you, next week on the Fantasy Edge. Take care, everybody, and good luck with your drafts.